0: Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
1: KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The preseason coaches poll is out in college football, and Iowa Iowa State are both ranked. The Hawkeyes check in at number 19, while the Cyclones are number 24. Clemson took top honors with 59 first place votes, Alabama second with six first place votes. Football is back. Last night, the NFL Hall of Fame game, the Broncos and Atlanta.
2: nine minutes to play in the quarter. And a big hole and a touchdown. Kalfani Muhammad. Great to hear
1: Al Michaels with the call from NBC as the Broncos win it 14-10. Major League Baseball from yesterday, it was the Cardinals all over the Cubs 8-0. Jack Clarity was outstanding. Nine strikeouts over seven innings. Matt Weiders provided the offense.
0: Wieners sends a fly ball out to deep right. At the wall! It's gone! Three-run homer, Wheaters.
1: The call from Fox Sports Midwest as the Cardinals take a one-game lead in the NL Central. A day after the Twins traded for reliever Sam Dyson, they gave him the ball in the ninth inning with a three-run lead. He couldn't protect it. In the 12th, the Marlins then walked it off with a Harold Ramirez Home run. The Twins lead in the AL Central remains at three games as the Indians lost 7-1 to Houston. In the high school state baseball tournament, Class 2A semifinals, Van Meter punched their ticket to Saturday's championship with a 3-0 win against West Sioux. Tomorrow at 1.30, they'll take on top-seeded North Lynn for the 2A championship. Today, Class 3A and 4A semifinals. At 4.30, Urbandale gets second-seeded Iowa City West. And at 7 o'clock, it'll be johnston against Dowling Catholic. You can hear that game here on 1460 KXNO between the Dragons and the Maroons, along with the 4A title tilt tomorrow night at 7. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
0: KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO.
2: Hi, right, good morning, everybody, and happy Friday. It's Miller and Condon uh, with you for the next couple of hours. Glad you're with us on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Coming up on the program, Dylan Montz. Uh, in 20 minutes, he's at the open practice uh, that is currently underway up in Ames. Covers, of course, Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. We'll recap yesterday with Dylan and uh, pick his brain a little bit as what he's seen so far today. Uh, again, open practice, early session is ongoing. Uh, and then there's another one this afternoon. So we'll get the latest from Dylan Mons. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football, as we do uh, every Friday throughout the season, uh, at about ten forty, 1040, ten forty-five, somewhere around there. Tom Kakert in the 11 o'clock hour. And then we will give away barbecue from Claxons. And if you participated last week... For the most part, the questions have stayed the same because the Brewers and the Cubs collide again. Yeah, the Yankees and the Red Sox on their Sunday night baseball again. (laughs) Oh man, we just rewinded it. Basically, almost for the yeah. For the most part, I'm going to um, make the the starting pitcher question we had last week i think was will a starter go eight plus yes yeah and of course they did but the next night somebody one of the somebody threw a complete game so we'll we'll kind of expand on that a little bit All anyways right. that's coming up at 11 45 the good guys are one and zero oh, as they started uh, the season on the right foot you're what? talking about the denver broncos yeah you're looking at me like that game doesn't count what? You're
1: t- are you, it doesn't game one of five Game.
2: I thought that was an unfair advantage that they're giving them five and everybody else four because it does count. It doesn't? No, no, no doesn't. you don't get
1: to carry those over. Darn it.
2: Not a tiebreaker come playoff time. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need It's not? No. Uh, but you know what? Wasn't that great? And I, I watched, uh, well, thankfully the Cubs' cards um, was a complete whitewash. Boy, Jack Flaherty's good when he's good. Yes, he is. He was terrific last night, striking out guys one after another, had a no-hitter, I think, into the sixth or seventh. Um before he finally gave it up as the Cardinals take two or three from the Cubs. And once again, you've got to go back to May 17, eighteen, and 19th. That's the weekend before Memorial Day when the Cubs won their last road series. That's a problem.
1: I saw a note that I thought you'd get a kick out of the last time they won a road series. It was also the final weekend of Game of
2: Thrones. Was it
1: Really? I mean which seems like a million it does. years ago. Yeah,
2: boy, that does seem like a long time. That is a good note too and yes I do appreciate it because I was a Game of Thrones junkie.
1: Didn't see any preseason football last night outside highlights. You didn't of highlights. watch
2: any of it? Never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. We're we're on opposite sides here today. No, I love You know what I, as much as anything I love hearing the um maybe you can find it for me. Yeah. The Sunday Night Football NBC music. I don't know why. It's just You know, I almost get more excited for the first game of the year than the last game of the year. (laughs)
1: Whoa.
2: (laughs) I mean, I love the Super Bowl, don't get me wrong, but then it's over, right? The curtain's falling. The curtain just went up last night. We got everything ahead of us in college uh, and the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I watched it. I was into it. No fan needs to catch the football. Um, You know, the same kind of uh, concerns he had at the University of Iowa. There it is. There it is. Just gets you going. It does. It's something about it, right? It's just something about it. A football score. It's important. It is. It is. Yeah, it's really good. Dick Ebersol was part of the broadcast last night. Man, what a career this dude's had. We should maybe save that one for a mayor of June, but that's a long way off. Thankfully, a mayor of June, uh, as we are in the throes of football season. Iowa State is underway. Dylan Montz in about, uh, oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, Sam Dyson. So I want to ask you this. If uh, Rocco Bell Dolly's getting some criticism, I think fairly so. Um, look, on, on one hand, you'll want to put him in there. I mean, he had three hours sleep. Right, He he traveled day of, got there. The game was already underway. Hadn't met his teammates, Trent. I mean, he which, got there. The game was, I think, in the third or fourth inning. Which is odd. Really I mean, just,
1: odd. Just to be activated, even,
2: uh, for a game like that. And it's, it's it was 4-1, right? Yep. So he's got a save situation. And I don't know, maybe the plan... Was this the plan? Had you seen this? That Dyson was going to be the de facto closer? Look, we sang his praises repeatedly yes. yesterday. Yes. Two hours before, three hours before he came in, we were talking about what a great pickup this was. Of all the relief pitchers that moved over uh, leading up to the deadline, I thought that that was as big a move uh, from that position as we saw. So they threw him into the in, into a, this a save role. Yep. Is that where he's is closer? What they're kind of targeting for?
1: I think more than anything, Taylor Rogers has been the guy for the most part mm-hmm. here recently, and and there's you know we saw Blake Parker for a while, yep. but Taylor Rogers feeling. is the best. Bullpen arm that they have. He's a lefty, but he's very good against righties too. He's not, you know, a specialist, but they want to have the ability to. We need Taylor Rogers in the sixth inning. We're going to use Taylor Rogers in the sixth mm. inning. We need him in the seventh. They want to I have like that, that flexibility. Yep. And we see more and more bullpens start to go that way. And that's coming from Tampa, Rocco right. Badelli, something obviously that he thinks. But I think the Twins' decision and Badelli's decision yesterday came down to if that was a 4 3 game. As opposed to 4-1. Mm. I don't think Dyson gotcha. would have come in then. Gotcha. But it was hey, it's a three-run yep. lead. Yep. It's against Miami, and I think that also played a part. Could have. Let's throw him in there. He'll be fine. He's a pro. He's really
2: good. And we saw what happened. Did you see Kepler's at bat in extra innings? And maybe it was the maybe it was that top half of that inning. Maybe 15 not. or 16 pitches. I mean, and filing off balls. That was that were, the one that looked like it was gonna go? Like the tenth? pitch no it was probably it was more than that it was strike 3 it looked like oh no no cuz he crushed it okay but he took it to the warning track after fouling off Oh, probably, I don't know, two or three, two or three in a row, uh, that were far, they would have cleared the fence. I mean, they were crushed, but he was in front of them. And then he got one and he sent it to the warning track. And, uh, boy, he was a really good at bat. But, um, you know, look at the Twins had an opportunity to sweep the Marlins yesterday and, mm-hmm. uh, Dyson comes in and doesn't get it done. You know what? I think your take on four three, they probably don't insert him into the game as accurate. One other thing, uh, with this one is
1: Max Kepler hits his 30th home run. Uh huh. Tied for second now in the American League. Max Kepler, I mentioned yesterday to you that they just signed him to extension before the year. Yep. Team friendly extension. (laughs) Very team friendly. Contract worth thirty five million dollars. It's a five year extension. He's twenty six. You're gonna get him through thirty one. Wow. At that price. Mm. That's phenomenal. The other guy that they signed right before the season back in spring training? Nelson Cruz. Well, no, no, of their young. Oh, core. Okay, of their core. Uh, who did who did they? Lock Jorge up? Polanco. Did they? What who did just happened to be an all-star? the all-star all-star starter <laughs> right. at shortstop, who's been ridiculously he good. He's been and, and same kind of deal for Ouch. him. I, I think the numbers were maybe a little less for Polanco, but they're very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're talking about two core
2: players. At Seven million dollars wow, a year. That's, that's unbelievable in today's baseball world. Yep, and that's what that, that, that was by. a talker. What was that a talker a couple of weeks ago? With uh, you know, are these contracts unfair? And some of these guys want to take a, a, a advantage of that opportunity that's presented to them, they want the security of knowing that they're you know going to be looked after for their lifetime. I found this interesting. One of the other stories we talked about this week, I think it was Monday. When we had Matt Snyder on from CBS, we talked about Angel Hernandez Mm -hmm. suing Major League Baseball. Did you see the Athletic yesterday? I didn't. Splashed right on the front of it, at least for a while. I'm sure it's right now. It's very close to the front of it again. That lawsuit's going forward. Oh wow! Yes, so it was uh, timely that we brought it up. That have to be exactly right. I mean, he's you can. You can see his body of work. Right. You know, it's, it's not like it's hidden from the public what he's done. Angel Hernandez is on display night in and night out, and his ineptitude jumps off your TV screen. Players don't like him, fans don't like him. And there were players quoted Chipper Jones. I'm turning off the TV. How does this guy get to, to uh, I think he said, officiate a, a major league playoff game? Turning off the TV. Good night, MLB. Wow. Uh, And and there was other guys, too, that were. We went to CeCe Sabathia,
1: basically, after the game, said how awful he was. Yeah, yeah. And now he is working
2: for the entity that he's suing. And it's a discriminatory lawsuit. And that's why he's getting, I'm convinced, and we said it early in the week, I'm convinced that this is why this guy continues to get this opportunity because he's filed a discrimination uh, lawsuit against Major League Baseball. So we'll watch that one. Uh, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic and you're interested in such, it was on the front page yesterday. I'm sure you don't have to go far back uh, to find it uh, here today.
1: So we touched yesterday on the top 25. Iowa and Iowa State both ranked mm-hmm. for the first time. We're
2: going to do that with Bama. I'm going to ask you guys, give me two overrated and two underrated. Uh,
1: yeah, that that's a good way to kind of look at it. Teams that... So one thing, though, that we also mentioned is we saw Wisconsin checked in at yep. 17. Yep. And Penn State at 15. and uh, 15 for Penn State? Yeah. Did you take a deeper look at the Badgers yet? Because I did. Because okay, tell me. Help this me is on. a
2: team that we both of. Well, there was no buzz in Chicago. There was not. No, and that's two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, right? Right. Yeah, two weeks ago. There's no buzz. Not just from you and I. Right. From everybody that was assembled that we talked to, or we'd we speak to people that are spoken to a number of their media. No mm-hmm.
1: buzz. None. Not at all. You saw their quarterback playing that Army All American mm-hmm. game. He was unbelievable. You were really impressed. Yes. Now this is not just another standard tall white dude quarterback for Wisconsin that we've seen outside of Russell Wilson over the last two decades, three right. decades now. Yep, This is a guy that had offers from Alabama, mm-hmm. Clemson, and you name it in the country, a Kansas kid that
2: shocked basically everybody in the recruiting world by picking Wisconsin. Right, and Trent, I think he's going to be a major pain in the you-know-what in the Big Ten West in the years to come. I'm not sure this year's the year. Well, and that's the thing. He
1: didn't grab, he came in for the spring, right. didn't grab the job then. Jack Cohn's still there. But two months out of high school, so I mean... Uh, yep, right. you can give them a little slack, yep. certainly, with that. The offensive line loses four starters. Mm-hmm.
2: But could you say it's Wisconsin? That they, re- that they don't uh, rebuild, they reload at that position? And the way yes. that
1: they build offensive lines, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not like Iowa, where it has to be in sync in, in the zone-blocking scheme. It is, be a mauler. Mm-hmm. Go out there and run somebody over. That's mm-hmm. what you do, and probably got to be easier to find those kind of guys, coupled with... The best, the best running co- back. Well, the best running back maybe in college football and the best center yeah. in college football. Yeah. Pretty good place to start with the interior things, and, and you can go for there. The receivers are good. Mm-hmm. Those guys are about as good a group of receivers as Wisconsin has had here the last couple of years. A lot of those guys are back. The question still for me is that defense. And the big step back that they took a year ago, Sagapolo is gone. When he was healthy, he was as good as you're going to find in the middle anchoring a 3-4 defense. But last year, they went from, I think it was 70-some tackles for a loss down to like 32 last year. Some some ridiculous number where it was basically half of what they'd done before. And that 3-4 defense, was it they were just really banged up last year or are teams scheming a little bit better against the mm-hmm. 3-4? And, and Maybe both. Could yeah. both be the answer? Trying to finally figure that out could be a factor there. Yeah. But that's what it comes down to. Wisconsin, they are what they are offensively. I think that offensive line isn't as big of a concern it's a defense if they're not good at the front seven they're not going to be as good as many people
2: anticipate uh eight and five last year and that car obviously includes the bowl win is mm-hmm. uh the pinstripe right for them last against year against miami against miami and i'm they sure the guys from the u really yeah, enjoy really, being in new york in december <laughs> and playing outside yeah fair point um look uh th- them penn state's getting a lot of love don't get it i, I don't get it either got a ton of guys to replace I think, and well, I'm not good, well, Michigan State's the team to me that I think is undervalued. I think there's two of them. I think Iowa State's undervalued. I'm not going to use them uh, in the equation, but um, I think Iowa State's underrated at uh, 24. You know, um, yesterday we had Chris Level on the program. Um, caused me to go back and take a little closer look at TCU, trying to yeah. find that next team. You know, of course, there's the two heavy heads at the top, right? And then Iowa State seemingly is on that next level. I want to think Baylor's got a chance to be better than some think that they're going to be. And they didn't uh, uh, find themselves in the coaches' preseason top 25. And I think they're going to be good this year. But TCU's probably in that same boat. They're they're on the outside looking in. And maybe TCU is that other team. Because we keep going back to Patterson, right? Yes. He has yeah. a bad year. they These don't
1: stack on top of one another. It's not back to back, back, they bounce back, and I think it's the same conversation with Oklahoma State, a team that I've been Mm -hmm. trying to zero in on. Same thing with Gundy. When Mm -hmm. he's had these step-back years for what he's built, the next year they come right back out there, and if you had to identify one of those two, I'm with you. I really like Brewer, the quarterback at Baylor. I like Matt Rule and what Mm -hmm. he's been able to do in a
2: difficult, difficult Returns a bunch of guys from last year, really good receiver, Mims, really good player. But if you
1: only got one, this team will finish third. TCU or Oklahoma State, which way are you leaning? Ooh. I think TCU. You're going TCU. See, I think I'm Oklahoma State. Are you?
2: Yeah, that's the way that I'm going. I,
1: the quarterback. Now the quarterback room got a little bit smaller yeah, for they TCU did. yesterday. Yeah, the
2: kid didn't uh, from Ohio State did yeah. not get to. I, I I wish there was some clarity on this. So oh. why didn't he? Why did the others? Why mm-hmm. didn't he? Was he represented by? Uh, did he have legal representation? I mean, that apparently boosts your chances significantly. Did he have a lawyer present with him? Or did a lawyer take his case to the NCAA? And, and instead of just going, you know, the school single-handedly, it makes a difference. Farron said as much at the uh, media days. And because of that, I,
1: I just think we need to get to a place where it's cut and dry. These are the rules. This is the grad transfer route is great now, right? Mm-hmm. I like it because it's change. You graduate yep. and you can go anywhere. Right. You can be in your conference. Your division. It doesn't matter it,
2: for now, but they're thinking of tweaking that trend. There's there's I... some blowback out there that this isn't the right thing to do. The
1: student athlete does what they're supposed to do. They graduate on time. <laughs> yeah. They have a year of eligibility. Yeah,
2: oh, let's sorry, show gonna... him who's boss one more year. We're going to take We've only, that only got him too. one more year, and we're going to show him who. Who uh...
1: is it? A dog and pony <clears throat> show? Are these most of these guys getting grad degrees, graduate degrees in what they go to "quote unquote" school for? No, they don't.
2: No. That's okay. Right. That's okay. They deserve it. They've already graduated. They've already graduated. They yep. got their
1: BA. They're yep. moving on. They no, some do, it. some yes.
2: take advantage of it. Yes. But if you don't, you don't. I that, that's
1: something that always leaves me scratching my head. But with the actual transfers, the the guys that aren't grad transfers, just keep it simple right. and and more and more I think about it, maybe just go with what Harbaugh said. Let them play. Just let them play. First time they transfer, let them play. Yep. After that, yeah, yep. you sit out or whatever it is, but one time transfer you want to Will there be super teams? Maybe. Eh, yeah. Could. I don't see that happening a whole lot.
2: Uh, D'Antonio's response was um, one in. What did he say? Let him play four games without punishing him, without taking away that year of eligibility. I. I think I'm with you, Trent. I think it's it's cleaner with Harbaugh. It's clean. Harbaugh's ways cleaner. Let him go. Let him play where they want. Um, one time. If they decide, you know what, this for the second time this place is not for me, then they have to sit out. And I think everybody would be okay with that uh, for the most part. All right, Dillamont's coming up in about six minutes. We'll get to Ames. Uh, Dylan will join us. There's uh, some good photos, some good video on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you're, uh, uh, Petey's there. I don't know if Birchie's there or not, but Halstead is there for sure. Um, and, of course, Dylan Montz is there, and they're posting some good Twitter videos on their respective accounts. Let's get Doug in here before we get the break. Hi, Doug. How are you?
3: Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Good. Love the show. Thank you. Good. Yeah, I was just a question about, like, Iowa State and Iowa. Um, just the undervalue of the rankings. Uh, I don't know why they just. I question that. Um, I was just wondering why they don't do the rankings after like week one or week two, on um, just going from there than preseason.
2: Yeah. No. Listen, it, it, I appreciate the call, Doug. Um, well, selfishly, I'm glad they do it this way. <laughs> yeah. It gives but us something I get to your. Doug's about. got yeah. a great point. I mean, we don't know. The, the coaches don't know. They think. Now, here's something also to
1: remember. These polls, for the most part, have always been somewhat meaningless. Right. They're even more meaningless Meaningless. Absolutely, now, now that there's a playoff. It's all about the committee. Absolutely. It's about what the committee
2: thinks. Right? All, all the polls leading up to the yes. first Tuesday announcement yes. are for the most But for now, I mean, it gets people talking about college football. And how good is arguing, it? Arguing, debating. For our state to have both of them oh, in Oh, it's there. amazing. It's amazing. Just
1: something that... I'm sure there are people out there that thought this would be unthinkable, mm-hmm. that both Iowa and Iowa State would be ranked. Coming you know what, into your, your
2: point yesterday, I hadn't heard this one. I'm, you're, you're Chris Beard, Matt Campbell. Yeah, That was pretty good. What Beard has done um, at Texas Tech with their basketball program in a football state is remarkable. What Matt Campbell has done at this Morbin program, I mean just bottom of the barrel uh, in in the Big 12 football-wise, Sure, they had some peaks, and I and as I said, McCartney deserves something. I don't know if a statue with the record, but he turned a, at least a made it relevant. A plaque would be good. Yeah, I know. where would you put the plaque, though? People walk the plaque; they wouldn't see the plaque. You wouldn't pose beside the plaque. You pose beside a statue.
1: Is get it statue the family or gets in front of I like McCartney too, but mm-hmm. statue. Trent, that you know where they were. Oh, uh-huh. the the Walden Triner Walden years. It was
2: bad. Won nine really games. Bad. Under Dan McCartney one year, sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was in and of itself. Uh, Doug, thanks for the call and fair points. And um, I think it's just, I, I th- honestly, I think it's um, something to get people talking about college football. But I really they- do. Propaganda piece. I don't know if I go that far. But uh, anyways, uh, Dylan Moss joins the program next. Bama Bob uh, in this hour as well. Tom Cakert is here at 1115. Claxon's giveaway at about 1145. Miller and Condon until noon is 1022 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. A
0: dream builder. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hey, welcome back,
2: Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 Oh, Let's go right to Dylan Mons busy uh, in Ames Open Practice for Iowa State this morning. Practice uh, session number two uh, with uh, a different cast of characters will be held this afternoon. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan Mons How are you? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you coming on. I know you were at uh, practice this morning. What did you see? Come Give me a couple of things that, uh, that stood out to you from seeing the team practice for the first time, at least some of the team practiced the first time this morning.
4: Yeah, so this morning seemed to be heavy on veterans, uh, and they'll mix in some with the younger guys in the afternoon. But um, a lot of the names that everybody knows were there this morning. But a couple of the things that stood out were, um, Deshante Jones and Tariq Milton—they um, made some pretty, pretty awesome catches down the sidelines over some DBs. Um, one of them was a, a newbie, but the other was Anthony Johnson, who's, who's going to start at corner. So I think that kind of stuff is encouraging. Um, uh, Dylan Sainer and Chase Allen were there this morning with tight ends. I think uh, the thing that stands out about them is their size. They're—they're um, yeah. they're just you know really big dudes. I think they're both listed at six seven now. Hmm. Um, and Sainer's two seventy, so he's like a tank rolling out there um and, and then michael petway at wide receiver he's 6'5 and um you know is he 225 or something so he's he's a thicker kid too so i think those are probably the two things that stood out um and, and those are positions of need um with pass, pass catchers and the opportunities that are there for him
1: when you're watching these practices obviously it is they know the media is going to be there is it does it feel a little bit different a either the way the coaches are interacting with the things that they're doing or do you even know it's just kind of what you're used to and you just see what you see
4: yeah i think it's kind of a thing you see what you see um, mm-hmm. the only difference was after the media kind of started to filter out of practice they turned on the music um which is what they usually do uh during practices they'll have the, the sound system going and they'll have music as they do their drills so that was the only thing that was different but Um, You know, the guys are pretty insulated there out on the field and and don't kind of take notice really too much because there's so much happening all at once on the field between the seven on sevens that they run and the position drills that they're all involved in. So it's it's a little bit in a bubble uh, from us, but we kind of just walk around the sidelines and, and check it all out.
2: Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned Petway and I saw some of his quotes from Media Day and that, I believe, was the first opportunity you guys had, uh, the Iowa State media, the covers Iowa State football had a chance to speak with him. Uh, he had a, he had a nice list of, uh, of schools that were interested in him, uh, playing his final season. And it came down to him as he really handicapped the quarterback at each of those school and, and decided to hitch his wagon to a sophomore in Brock Purdy, which tells you, you know, just what, uh, he thinks this quarterback can be. But, Petway might be this guy that and I know he's listed as. He's, I think it's an or situation, right? And he's at the bottom, and I understand what the reason why, because he's just got there type of thing. But let's um, maybe fast forward to to the season. Be shocked if Petway isn't a guy that's having a significant impact on this football team. And he chose, he got to choose where he wanted to go, and after looking at what he thought would be the best situation for him, here he is in Ames yeah I gotta think he
4: starts game one. Uh, I, I think you're right. It was just the situation where um you can't put a guy that just got here this summer as the starter right away. Um, you know, maybe that's a little bit of what Justin Pickham is on the opposite side. Mm, yeah. um, the rice graduate transfer, although Bra- Braxton Lewis was out there um running with the first team today. so I don't think that's an open and shot case either. I think it, it will be kind of maybe a competition that goes into um fall camp, but uh, I think uh, with with White, I actually talked to him this summer um, uh, right in the middle, so I didn't get a chance to speak with him yesterday, but you're, you're right. The thing he did tell me was uh, he kind of evaluated all all the quarterback positions, specifically Iowa State and Auburn, and he said the, the vibes he got from Brock Purdy and, and just kind of the way he carried himself and then obviously his production on the field and the numbers he put up um, were all really big factors, and I know they – they got together, um, you know, pretty much right away after Pat White got here and and said he was coming and signed and everything. And they've had a really good relationship um, from the sound of it um, since then. So uh, I, I think that was a huge part of it. And uh, why wouldn't it be? I mean, the, you want to know who's throwing sure. to and, and have confidence in the guy.
1: So speaking of Brock Purdy, he put up uh, historic numbers for a freshman a year ago at Iowa State. The great run, six and one over those last seven games, but. I know the conversation was broached sophomore slump, some kind of regression, those types of things. What did Purdy have to say about that? And I know Matt Campbell was also asked about maybe a regression this year from Brock Purdy.
4: Yeah, it was interesting to hear Campbell talk about it because he didn't say, okay, he's got to do this, he's got to do this, he's got to do that. Um, it's more just about gradual improvement and, you know, not working against having that slippage. So it's not, you need to make leaps and bounds of growth here. It's just, you know, gradually continuing to get better. And I think if he were to have some sort of hiccups here and there throughout the year, it's probably not going to be his own doing. Uh, And that's not to say he won't make mistakes because everybody's going to make mistakes. But I think um, there could be um, a learning period as they try to sort through who the skill position players on offense are going to be, who's going to be the guy. Um, that goes up and makes that that catch on third and six that they need uh, in the red zone who's going to be the guy that can get a couple tough yards uh, that's kind of still to be determined so I think the uh, onus and the, the pressure is going to be on Purdy a little bit to create some of those plays while they find those guys and that could be um, you know a little bit different from what he was last year and what his role was so I think that's maybe kind of what the focus is but um, you know he, he's saying all the right things right now and um, you know, really kind of itching to get going.
2: Uh, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com is where you can read Dylan's outstanding coverage, uh, as football, uh, fall camp is, uh, underway. Dylan, uh, starting offensive line is all back. But if there is one of those starters who are all listed on top of the depth chart as they go into fall camp, there's no wars. It's good Jones, Olsen, Newton, Kniffle, and, and Meeker, uh, as the starters. If there is one of those guys, incumbents to lose their job, you've talked about Ramos, you've talked about Downing, guys that uh, you know they're real high on. Might one of those underclassmen push one of these returning starters and maybe take away their job this fall?
4: Yeah, I think they'll probably roll with that group at least early in the year. Um, they do like what those guys are giving them right now, and you know having the experience that they did and the continuity of playing eleven games last year, I think, is, is a huge thing for him. You know, I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if one of the freshmen, maybe by midseason, started to push. I know Trevor Downing um, is a name that gets brought up again and again. And he plays, um, I think he slotted as the backup at left guard, which is Colin Olsen's spot. Yep. And, and I'm not saying he's, he's going to, you know, jump him r- right away or anything
0: or maybe not at all
4: this season, but I think he'll play a lot. Um, and and that's all they're kind of looking for is who can give them the best five possible. And I talked to Jeff Myers, the offensive line coach yesterday, and he said, while they do feel good, nothing is going to be solidified. I mean, they, they kind of have the the idea and the blueprint and the the outline of of what it's going to be, but it's not set in stone of, okay, this is the group we're rolling with. They want to test guys out and and kind of see what works best.
1: So you've been to many of these now, Dylan, you've, uh, you're becoming an old veteran at this game. There's always confidence, there's always excitement, it's a new season, hope springs eternal, all those different things and adages that are out there, but does this feel different? Does this football team feel different in terms of of confidence, the aura that's around them?
4: Yeah, I mean, they they all talk like um, they're confident, confident but not cocky, which there's a line between it. Um, you know, after one of Deshante Jones' catches, one of the assistants went up to him and said, um, this is almost like it's your fourth camp. Uh, and I think, <laughs> you know, he said it kind of mm, in yeah. because it, it is. But I think that kind of speaks to the, the kind of um, foundation or base that they have. A lot of these guys are going to their third or fourth camp. Um, some guys going into their fifth with redshirt seniors. So I think um, having, having a more veteran team, that just is naturally going to breed confidence. And when you've won some games the last couple of years, uh, you are going to feel a little bit better about maybe where you are, uh, even on the first day of practices. So I think that's kind of the sense I get from the team is, uh, yeah, there's still a lot that has to be figured out. It's still a lot they have to do, but, um, they're, they're starting from a better place, I think mentally than maybe they have um two or three years ago
2: uh last thing for you dylan hall uh, and brock uh, the two uh true freshman running backs are they were they part of this afternoon were either of them on the field this morning
4: they weren't here this morning it was canada wango and sheldon crony um so they'll both uh presumably be there this afternoon um with johnny langs i didn't see him either so uh yeah that'll be the second group
2: And and you guys get access to that don't you
4: we will. We won't get to talk to anybody, but we'll get to be out there and see them. And so um, I'll be out there at four thirty.
2: Good stuff, Dylan Monts, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dylan Monts. You can read him Ames Tribute or Ames Trib uh, Football is underway. Dylan, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you um, on Monday. Thank you, Dylan Monts. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Take yeah, care. as do we. Appreciate it, Dylan Monts joining us uh, live from Ames. Uh, sounds like spring pr- or, or the morning session has wrapped up.
1: It is. He said he's going to be doing some writing and then getting ready for the afternoon. So a day in Ames for Dylan, his old stomping grounds, and away he goes. We are underway. Uh, Hawks get uh, underway today, correct? They do. Practice begins. And next Friday is media day for the Hawkeyes. Should I go? What time is it? Two o'clock. It would work. Yeah. Could even go over there and maybe do it from there.
2: Do what? The show from over there? Do the show from over there, but I don't know if we get it... I'll
1: make the call over. All right.
2: Um Yeah, two o'clock. Because I know you're not going to come. No,
1: you've done your media day for
2: for football. I have. It was in Chicago with you, you did it ch- sitting Chicago. right beside you. Yes. And uh, uh, no place else I'd rather been. Loved it. <laughs> it All was right. Great. Uh, Bama Bob comes up next. We'll go around college football because man or women could not live on hawks and clones alone. Is that true? Probably not. Probably not in the state. (laughs) Uh, We'll do it anyways. We're here until noon. Coming up on uh, 1040 here on Des Moines Sports Station,
0: 1460 KXNO. Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines
2: Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1044, taking you up until noon. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com, and Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we go around college football. Bama Bob, I know that uh, you've told me over the year, Bama, great to talk to you as always, that uh, over the years, you've always wanted to get out to Seattle, you want to see Husky Stadium, and love to go to a game there. Well, you were there this week, you were just a little bit ahead of schedule, Bama. There's no football <laughs> until September, but at least you got close to the stadium. Were you able to get kind of a feel for it?
3: I I was a little bit. Now, I I will say there were some, you know, not-nosed Brad in the gift shop that wouldn't let me walk through and take a picture from inside the stadium. Um, So I kind of had to walk around it, and, you know, there's fencing all around it, the softball field and the baseball field and the practice field are on the back end of it that overlooks the lake, and they've got the fencing with all the stuff you can't see through. So it's kind of hard to get a picture, but I can imagine it on a – on a football Saturday being filled and, you know, with, with the boats out on the lake. So, um, I mean, it, it was, my, my son was wrapping up an internship out there. So I, I went out for a few days and, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful city. Oh yeah, my it gosh, it's gorgeous. Yep. And, uh, you know, so yeah, that was, that was fun. I wish, like I said, I'd like to go back and see a game, uh, there, but you know, it was fun seeing it and you could see where it would be loud with that roof. Mm. The roof line is impressive.
2: You got one trench you got to get to.
1: Good one. One that's still on the bucket list. It's got to be Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge yeah. for a night <laughs> At game. Night, yeah, yeah I, for I've a been, night game, yes. I've been to Bryant-Denny before, was there for Alabama-Tennessee. I've told you guys that mm-hmm. story from many moons ago now, uh, almost a decade ago. But that's the one night game. It's got to be a big game. It just can't be any game. The smell of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Probably an LSU Alabama game would be the one. Wouldn't to Would that it, be right? something?
2: You know, I've told you why I don't like that stadium. It's the only one in college. It reminds me of the CFL because of the five, five you, the fifteen, the twenty-five, the thirty-five, the forty. The yard markers. I can't you stand up. it. It's like a CFL stadium for crying or at least field. Anyways, the, I maybe. The be, tiger uh,
3: eye logo at midfield
2: is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: I want to get to uh, to Tennessee. Uh, but also, I want to see in game at Notre Dame, I think. Well,
1: here's something. You, you have to leave oh, you Ankeny do? to actually do these things. They won't wheel it over to... You know, our guest right now,
2: he has offered. He has. He has, has offered has, to years. pay for you to do these things. Yes. <laughs> one of these years, I'm going to surprise him and take it up. No, I'm not. No, you're All not. All right, let, let's move on. Guys, I've wanted to ask you this for the last couple of weeks. We always run out of time. So let's do this one now. If not Tua or Trevor uh, winning the Heisman this year, Trent, I'll start with you. No Tua, no Trevor, I got the guy. and as Is he, he guys, in the Big Ten?
1: He is in the Big Ten. Is he in the Big Ten West? He is not. Oh. He is in the East. And in fact, I've already bet on him. Oh. And those odds have trickled down since I put a couple dollars on. Shay Patterson at 40 to 1 at the time. Mm, interesting. To win the Heisman Trophy. If Michigan does finally break through yeah. and they beat Notre Dame and yeah. they win the East and they beat Ohio State, did they, and they, beat, win the did they
2: beat Army? My I, Army? Did they, they did they knocked they off beat off our in Black week Knights.
1: Two, okay. and they run past them. And they're playing in the college football playoff. He's going to put up good numbers. A new offensive system that should improve on the numbers that he had a year ago and give him more running opportunities. Shea Patterson is the guy. So you got him at 40-1 to to win, not
2: just to get there, right? He has to win. He has to win. I
1: think it's 25-1 to pretty much every
2: offshore I've seen since. I've got another T, but I'll let Bama go first. Bama, who, if not Trevor or Tua, whom?
3: Uh, I'm going with Adrian Martinez at Nebraska.
2: Uh, Okay.
3: I, I mean, I, I like the schedule sets up. Yeah. have talked about it before. Uh, you know, not a lot. It's not Murderers Row out of the East. Um, Scott Frost, year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've got some. You know, I think Wisconsin is down a little bit this year. We maybe get to that a little bit more mm-hmm. when we talk about maybe coaches' <laughs> poll stuff. Okay. Here. I know where um, you're going. If we get to that. But yep. uh, I, I don't know. I just like Scott Frost, year two. I, I think the kids got a lot of talent. Uh, Shame he got hurt last year. Um I don't know. I I think, you know, guys like Fromm and Swift, I've seen I've seen them, mm-hmm. but I think they are maybe cancel each other out, not sold on Hertz. Right. Uh you know, I, I don't know. I just I, I it's a long shot for sure. Yep. But uh I and I think it's gonna be either Tua or, or Trevor. But I mean I'm I would if I had to put money on somebody else, it'd be I I'd throw a few bucks on
2: Martinez. Mm-hmm. Swift at Georgia running back. I went running back. Yeah. Um and I found another T. And I found Travis Etienne at, oh. uh, at Clemson, who's a really good player. Um, and he, yep. what did he have last year? Almost 1700 yards. For sure. He bust, he bust right through 1500 exactly. for sure. Uh, and that was his sophomore season. Uh, I, I'm going to go Etienne. What is he on the board, Trent? You can find him right now at 30 to one. So he's even a shorter price than your guy. Yes. Very Shane good. Patterson. Uh, what's, what's Swift at Georgia? Swift is. Dude, is he even listed on here? He's got to be listed I on here, think, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, there he is. 45 to 1. 45 to 1. Pretty good price. Uh, Herbert, Georgia. Bama's other guy that he threw out 20 there. to 1. 20 to 1. Just uh, right ahead of Patterson now. And Adrian Martinez is what? Adrian Martinez is 11 to 1. Is he
1: really? I mean, so not much of a price at all. Not wow. at all. Your top five, Tua? Yeah. Plus 250. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, plus 275. Mm-hmm.
2: So two is favored. Justin Fields.
1: The third Uh choice at nine to one. Jalen Hurts at ten to one. Then Adrian Martinez
2: at eleven to one. All right, Bama. Since you brought it up, let's go to the coaches' poll. Let's do overrated teams first. Who was overrated? Give me one or two, and then Trent, I'll ask the same of you. So two overrated teams. And in halftime, we'll we'll do underrated. The coaches' poll came out yesterday. Who was overrated, Bama, and why?
3: Uh, Auburn and Michigan schedule. Auburn. They're going to start a freshman quarterback, Bo Nix, mm-hmm. open with Oregon, at Texas A&M, at Florida, at LSU, host Georgia and Alabama. That's a tough schedule. Yeah,
2: yeah, and they were um, 16.
3: Yeah, they were 16. I, 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 they, I do not think they may finish the season unranked. I mean, 7-5. and five. I know everybody's mm-hmm. excited at the way they finished the game, the bowl game last year with the blowout, Melvin, yep. everything taking over. Not sold. Uh, my other one, <laughs> I'm going to go against Trent's. Uh, long shot Heisman. I am just, I mean, I saw Michigan lay an absolute egg in the Peach Bowl against Florida last year and and Dan Mullen in his first season. I know bowl games are interesting. What is Michigan ranked seventh right now? Uh, seven, I yes. Think. Yep. Uh, at Wisconsin, at Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, at Ohio State. And you, you missed you throw the Army game. I was going to say, like you seven. missed one. <laughs> Army's going to drive them nuts. Guys. I think so. I mean, I agree. Army's going to drive them nuts. I'm not saying they're going to win. Right. They're going to drive them nuts. Not sold on Michigan. I think Michigan's a three-loss team minimum. I think they'll finish maybe 15-16 like that.
2: All right. Um, so, so Michigan and Auburn,
1: yeah. Uh Trent, yeah. Texas A&M because of that schedule. I think they're going to be talented. Yeah, I think they are talented. But are we going to look back at this one and say A&M was preseason 11? Mm. That was too much. Mm-hmm. I think they might. I think they will. Get one of the big boys on their schedule, too. Clemson early. They get Alabama. They have LSU on there. It's an incredibly difficult schedule. Still, I think they're more 8-4 and four type range. That's not good enough to be 11th in the country. So that's one. The other is somebody we just mentioned at the top, and that was Penn State. Yeah,
2: I'm with you. Fourteen. 14, no way. No way I can see that happen. I, Trent, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm going to get to my undervalued team and they, they reside in that division in a second. I'm with you on Penn State. I'm going to throw Oklahoma in the mix just because my other, my underrated team is, is a team that I've got picking off Oklahoma. Oklahoma comes out four. So I will have uh, Oklahoma and Penn State. Now, as far as teams that uh, didn't get the respect I think they deserve, I'll go first since I'm talking. Um, Texas at ten to me. I, I'm on this Texas team. I think Ellinger could be the guy that you know when we were trying to find the Tua or Trevor. Uh, I think Sam Ellinger's yeah. got a big chance at, at, at Texas. Um I, I like the way they finished their season last year. So big game I was, with LSU early, yeah, huge game. Bam, a great point. And then my yeah. other team, I, I think Sparty's lying in the weeds. I, I like this if LaWorke bounces back, and, and I, we both think Trent and I both think that he will. I think that if if indeed. Michigan's not going to be as good as they're listed. Bama feels that way. Uh, I'm not sold on Ohio State necessarily. Uh, first year coach. It's all the things are all new there. New quarterback, etc. Uh, we don't like Penn State. Somebody's got to move up. So for that reason, I'll go Michigan State. Michigan State and Texas, two underrated teams for me. Bama Bob.
3: Uh, I'm going to take the home review. I'm 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 taking the Cyclones. I I, I think mm-hmm. they've got a shot. You mentioned Oklahoma. I think they can knock them off. I think they can finish in the top fifteen this year. I think they're that good. Um, out of the, another team out of the West, I like Utah.
0: Yeah, uh, I do too.
3: I think they're I think they're a team that can compete for the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Can I throw a quick stat at you, real quick? Fire here? away. We're a trivia question. What do these teams have in common? That I'm about to read off: Army, Kentucky, Utah State, Fresno State, Cincinnati, Memphis. NC State, Duke, Boston College, Appalachian State. You know what those teams have in common?
2: Uh, fire away!
3: All of them received as many or more votes than Florida State in the coaches' poll.
2: That's crazy! Oh, that's crazy!
3: <laughs> I mean, out, yeah. Willie Taggart, welcome to. <laughs> oh anyway, my. Go ahead.
2: That's a good one, Bama That that's really good. Uh, Trent, for you. The most uh, undervalued is somebody
1: that's not listed here. It's Virginia going be playing yeah, for the ACC championship. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying with Virginia, so they should be in there. I'm going to go off the board for that one. And you know, the more that I'm, I don't know, trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to predict this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe Georgia three is undervalued. Undervalued. I mean, because it's so easy. It's Clemson. It's Alabama. Yeah. Here we go. Is maybe it? just maybe. Okay. Yeah. Look at because if they play the national championship game. There'll be one or two. Mm -hmm. So at three, they'd be undervalued. Maybe it is a little bit of a stretch, but
2: something that... At least it's rattling around in not, D.C.'s head. Not, not awful. Not awful. Speaking of they Virginia, they
3: might be ninety seconds from being back to back national champions. that's too. a great
2: yes, point. Yes, that's a great point, Bama. <laughs> you know, I was watching that game last night, uh, fellas, uh, the the preseason game. Yes, I'm the one. Uh, Broncos yes. in Atlanta, <laughs> and there's a kid in the kid for Atlanta that uh, started at quarterback. I never heard of him before. His name is Ben Kurt. He was really good. I actually had to look him up. He played at Virginia. Trent. I've never heard of him before. Well,
1: it was before the Bronco Mendenhall.
2: Era. Well, and he. He actually Maybe. put up good numbers there a couple really? of years ago. Last year he didn't play. Didn't they beat
1: about beat Notre Dame a couple years ago too? Oh, you, I'll take your word for I it. Think I don't so. remember that, but
2: uh, um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hey uh, guys, uh, there's a new Mac Brown um, has come up with a what he would like to how he would like to tweak the college football playoff. Here's his theory, and we'll get I'll get your take on both of it. Uh, he says that it, let's expand it to six teams. Yeah, a lot of people say the same thing. Put the five. Uh, the Power Five conference winners, everybody gets in. those. If you win your conference, you get an automatic bid plus one wild card. And he says remove the, the group of fives. Remove them completely from the equation. There's going to be no UCF. There's no going to be Army sniffing around this year or a Boise State or whoever that team is going to be. He says let them have their own playoff. And you know what? I'm good with that because they're always going to be up against it seemingly they're they're always going to you know there's and there's going to be the outcry they should have them in i mean uh, cf hung a championship banner that they were national championships and scott frost last year there et cetera. so mm, your thoughts bam on mac brown uh, is, might this be the way it ends up going hate it
3: hate uh, it okay couple reasons one you can't have six teams because that means two of them are going to get a bye completely unfair to make two of the teams play two games instead of three. Okay, I mean that to me if you're going to expand it, I agree you go you got to go 8, you give the you give the conference champions automatic bids. Mm-hmm. I think that leads to better regular season games. I think you're going to see the maybe the end of a lot of these FCS games because you know it doesn't matter where you finish ranked if you're good enough to win your conference, you're going to get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. I think that would help these non-conference games uh i say put the top group of five in there okay ucf wants to make noise hang a banner print out trophies whatever it was they want to do fine you're the top five you know top ranked group of five go win three games against you know the, top, the best teams in the country and then if you do you got everything else if not you got the right to talk if not shut up about it so i go i go five conference champions. Top group of five, however you want to pick them, probably rankings, and then two wild cards. You know, listen, we're going to be we go to six, we're going to be arguing about seven. Right. We go to eight, we're going to be arguing about nine. So I I love the conference champion idea yep. for the reasons I just said. Uh, put the top group of five in there. Would love to see UCF have to go up against whoever a couple of years ago, and you know then two wild cards.
2: I, I'm with you, and you make a good point on the buys, Bama. Uh, you, you've yeah, got to I go to hate eight. Six. Yeah, I, six, I six same as work. Bama. Bama, we got to do a giveaway, so we got to let you go, brother. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Friday. Good stuff. Thank you, Bama Bob. You can oh. follow him on Twitter, oh. at Bama Bob. Always enjoy it, guys. Take
3: care. And Kenny, it starts this month. We can say that now.
2: Indeed we do. Three weeks from today, we'll be talking about tomorrow's game. Deal? <laughs> Deal absolutely. All right, thanks, Florida Bob.
3: Miami. Get it going. Uh,
2: thanks, Bama. Talk to you next guys. week. Yep, see Obama Bob joining us as he does each and every week as we go around college football. All right, Trent Condon. We've got the final pair of Gabriel Iglesias tickets for the State Fair. He's going to be uh, on the grandstand stage on the fourteenth of August at eight, and we have two tickets.
1: What for fluffy. color?
2: Not for Col- fluffy. That's his. That's his nickname, Fluffy.
1: Gabriel Iglesias is Fluffy. Fluffy. Big dude.
2: I didn't know that. Calls himself Fluffy. Not Doesn't like fat. It's fluffy. Like, fluffy. Well, I saw Murph and Andy had tickets to give away to Fluffy. I thought I've never heard of Fluffy. Well, I'd never heard of Gabriel Iglesias. Same dude. It is the same dude. So what caller are you looking for?
1: Let's go caller number five right now at 284-5966. The fifth caller in wins. Two tickets to Fluffy. Fluffy.
2: <laughs> fluffy. Uh, Fluffy will be on the stage on the 14th of August. Caller number five. See, penalize the early callers. Don't want to be too fast. You don't want to be too fast. Claxton's uh, Barbecue giveaway about 45 minutes from night right now as we hit the 11 o'clock break. We'll come back on the other side. Go do some stuff on the Hall of Fame. What a class. What a class. Miller are in Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.